and uh, and also Jared for asking me to um, um, to give a um, a sermon on this very um, very awesome um, section of the Bible. Um, so I'll I want to introduce myself a little bit for those who don't exactly know me. Um, uh, my name is Travis Erickson. I'm from Prentice, Wisconsin. It's a small town of 86 people. Um, so yes, it's small, smaller than Nagatak, um, quite a bit. Um, yeah. So my wife and I, Ashley, she's right here. Um, we moved. Yes. Uh, we moved here about a year ago. Yeah, about a year ago. And um, we have our eight-month-old little boy named Azariah, which means whom the Lord helps, by the way. Um, and, uh, and we just started coming to Nagatok about ten months ago. Um, it was... First of all, Ashley and I were living in New York City and we were trying to find a church there and it was very not our cup of tea, um, the churches. And then we moved to Connecticut and uh, we, went, we were at uh, um, Ashley's middle school friend um, at his re- wedding reception. And uh, there, that's where I got introduced to Jared and we just clicked. He's like, hey, come to church. I was like, all right. And... Um, <laughs> And then, so, yeah, like, it was like, hey, let's just try it out, see it, you know, like, first, you know, first invitation, so, like, yeah, let's do it. And, um, yeah, and so, with that, we came, and it's really just, I'm so blessed to call this uh, my home church. Um, why? Basically, it's, he just sticks to the word, you know, and we're, like, he's very keen on the word as well, and uh, just the truth, and... Um, just letting the God's will just work through it, and um, and the prayer, <clears throat> which is amazing, and uh, and uh, yeah. So, um, sorry, I just want to look at my notes. But um, yeah. So today, um, Jerry asked me to give the message on Ephesians two verses one through ten. So if you guys want to start opening up your pages to that, and. What? 827? 827. Now, like I said, this chapter is uh, one of the, probably one of the greatest sections in the Bible about salvation. Now, it's a very important study, especially for the Christian, to, um, to understand, to understand salvation and, 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 uh, and to understand what we truly have in, in Jesus Christ. Now, for a disclaimer for salvation, salvation is not just, oh, I get out of hell free card. It's not just, oh, my sins are washed as white as snow. It sounds all nice, but it's not... It is nice, but it's not just that. There's so much more to it. Um, so... Um, now, really quick, let's see. I just want to uh, go through what um, Jared was saying the last couple weeks um, here. Um, Ephesians 1, 1 through 14. Um, that is, um, God, uh, Paul was presenting the plan of God's salvation. 
So can everyone say plan? Plan. All right, thank you. And um, in verses 15 through 23, Paul prays that we will understand God's eternal plan. Can everyone say praise? Praise. Awesome. Now Now in Ephesians 2, Paul describes the process of salvation. So can we say process? process? All right. So now we have the plan, we have the praise, and we have the process. Um, so, so there's a few questions I want to uh, um, ask that, real, that relate to this message. Uh, question one, growing up in a Christian, Christian home, does it have a greater advantage than someone who didn't and even possibly struggled with a past of addiction of some sort. Um, I grew up in a Christian home, so do I have a greater advantage um, than someone who didn't? Um, Second question, um, how can a supposing loving God, uh, sorry, how can a supposing loving God have people who do good in hell? Can a guy that dedicates his life to the Red Cross, still end up in hell? So, those are two questions we'll be answering um, by the end of this message. So, um, so again, so now we're in chapter... Sorry. So, now we're in chapter 2 of Ephesians. And uh, I just want to read it through really quick. So, chapter, chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. And you were dead in your trespasses and sins, in which you formerly walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, of the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience. Among them, we too, all formerly formerly lived in the lusts of our flesh, indulging in the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, even as the rest." But God, being rich in mercy, because, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. And raised us up with him, and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the ages to come he might show the surpassing riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus." For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that is not of yourself, it is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand, so that we would walk in them. That's that was, just those ten verses, it was I just want to say it was really hard for me to come up with a title for this message just because how much it there's so much in it um, I'm going to try to condense it um, for you guys so I just want to do with that I just want to do a quick paraphrase of um, of uh, of the first ten um, these ten verses so in your in the bulletin the, the fill in the blanks it should be the first should be the first fill in the blanks um, get it out myself So, so Ephesians verses one through three. Those are 
those three verses speak of the past. So you can just put in past. Then Ephesians 4, um, 4 through 6, and then 8 and 9, that speaks of the present. And in Ephesians 7 um, and 10, that speaks of the future. All right. So, I just want to read um, the first three verses again, just so we get a reminder of it. And you are dead in your, trans- and you are dead in your trespasses and sins, in which, in which you formerly walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, of the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience. Among them, we too all formerly lived in the lusts of our flesh, indulging the desires of the flesh and of the mind. And we're by nature children of wrath, even as the rest. So, we, we can talk about the past, um, if you want, right now. So, as I asked in the beginning, uh, beginning um, the first question, which was, growing up in a Christian church, um, do you have a greater advantage than someone who didn't, um, even if they struggled with an addiction of some sort? Um, so I grew up in a Christian past, or in a Christian, um, in a Christian household. And uh, my father, Bible teacher, um, pastor, and uh, um, at a very, very young age, I, I, knew, I knew of Jesus, I knew of the cross, I knew of the forgiveness of sins and everything like that. Um, to this addiction of pornography um, in my early teenage years. <laughs> and I, I knew it was wrong, you know, but it was, it was just selfish um, pleasures, selfish um, just selfish thoughts and actions and uh, it was all in vain just to just to find uh, I I thought I was looking for happiness but there's no fulfillment of it there but um I remember my um my mom actually caught me one time and uh and uh she said she wouldn't tell my dad which I was so grateful for at the time. But now looking back at it, I, I, I so wish that she would have told him. I 
So, so I really, at a young age, I knew Christ. But I was not living for, living for Christ. I, I didn't know Christ. I was just living for myself. So, back to verse 1. And you are dead in your trespasses and sins. Now, now if you are a Christian, this is your past. If you're not a Christian, this is your present. Now, what does it mean when it says you were dead? Obviously, not physically dead because we're conscious and alert. So it doesn't mean that. It means we are spiritually dead to God. A dead person is someone who is unable to respond. They are unresponsive to God. And I hope you guys can grab this. We are not dead because we sin. We are dead because we are born sinful. We are born dead. We are born spiritually dead. That is why we sin. I like to say this. I don't lie because I'm a liar. I'm a liar, therefore I lie. Understand? Hopefully. And, uh, and also, as, like Azariah, who's eight months old, you know, I, I see him get jealous. You know, even with an eight-month-old baby, you know, I look at him and it's like, he's not jealous because he's prideful. He's prideful. So he's, so he's jealous. You know, so even, it's just, it just shows much more that we're just born sinful. We're born dead to God. So, so now, back in your bulletins, um, we have, uh, we have two problems that sin presents. Number one, sin is by default. So it be default. And number two, we are all we are all stuck in sin. But just remember that this is the past that we're speaking of too. So what and I think this is in the bulletin as well, what is sin? No, that's not. Sorry. So what is sin? Um, sin in the Greek term is harmartia, which is um, a hunter's word. It means to miss the target or miss the mark. And, okay, so let's just try to remember that. And if you notice that trespasses and sins are used in the plural form, indicating that any sin or any trespass is a result of deadness. So what is the Christian's target? It is to glorify God in all we do. And sin is a failure to glorify God. Um, in Matthew, um, another, another target that, um, that's out there, in Matthew 5, verses 48, you guys don't need to turn to it. I'll just um, talk a bit. Um, Jesus says, 
Be perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. That's our target. In 1 Peter 1 through 116, um, it says, Be holy as I am holy. That's, that's our mark. So, I just want to say that, um, but really quick before that, um, Romans 3, verse 23, I'll read to you guys. And this, puts in, this should put it in perspective for you. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Now, so if you see it, if you look at this, it, sin has much more to do with what you don't do than what you do do. We don't have perfection, we don't have holiness, and we don't, or we fail, to glorify God. Um, so, so if we fail to glorify God in the spiritual, it's just what comes right along with the physical. We just fail to glorify God in the physical. Now, something, another thing with this, um, as far as um, that sin has much more to do with what you don't do. Um, I'm going to go read from John 16, verses 8 through 9. It says, And when he comes, that is the Holy Spirit, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Concerning sin, because they do not believe in me. So it's, again, something that they, they are not doing. That is, that is why they are sinning. <clears throat> now, now so, so you see, when the Spirit will come and convict the sin of not doing anything, and so we are dead, we are, you can say, walking dead, um, which is a great show, um, walking dead. But, and it's not so much we just go around saying, oh, I do what I want, because it's really not we do what we want. It's, it's we're being told what to do, and therefore we do it. And it seems so simple, so we just take it. You know, we consume it. We feed into, feed into the materialism of this world. And, uh, and, and, it's, and with that, it's, we're following the course of this world. We're just following the Prince of Air, um, serving the system of Satan. And so, so verses 1 through 3, we just have total depravity of, um, of, the, of humans. Um, it just, it just uh, magnifies the, the uh, total sinness of man. And so, we go to verse 4. Um, and verse 4 starts like this. But God. Now, looking at that, it's so awesome. Verse 1 starts, and you. And verse 4, but God. If you guys want to say, but God, after, right now. just So I'm going to say, and you. And you guys say, but God. So, and you. But God. And you. But God. Yes. But God what, though? But yes. <laughs> But God, but God being rich in mercy. Why? Because of his great love with which he loved us. So, 
So we see that God's love is the motive here. God is love, so he is rich in love, and so he is rich in mercy. And God being rich in love, he just, he just snatches us out of this world that we are spiritually dead in. And, and, and we, are, we are just the vilest, sinful, godless, um, ungrateful, um, unworthy, degraded humans walking dead around, um, walking dead around, engulfed in sins and trespasses, um, serving the prince of the power, following the system of Satan. And we are the children of wrath and the sons of disobedience. But God just comes and just pours out his love for us. And, uh, and, uh, and, he, and he just, he really just says like, it's okay, my good and faithful servant, it is finished. You know, that's just amazing. And, oh, sorry. And what is all this love and mercy? That, that is the G word. If you look in your bulletin, what is the G word? It's not gravity. It's not just God. It is God, but it's not just God. The G word is grace. If you look at verse 5, even when we are dead in our transgressions, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved. So you see, we were dead. Verse 5. We were dead. And then he made us alive together with Christ. Now, that is first, first and foremost, resurrection power. If, if you don't believe that Jesus wasn't raised from the dead, then you also have to believe that God cannot raise you from the dead. Okay? So by, and it says, by grace you have been saved. And what is grace? It's, it's just undeserving love, undeserving mercy. And, uh, you know, um, for me, um, personally, the, uh, um, like, uh, my experiences of God's grace in my life, um, like, this was kind of hard to, to think about, you know, like, just because I'm Christian doesn't mean I'm just getting blessed with a whole bunch of stuff, but, um, but one sliver of God's grace in my life, um, I have to say, would be my relationship with Ashley. Sorry. So... Remember, I was telling you about my past of pornography. Um, the way I, the way I viewed women and objects and stuff like that really it grosses me out today. But so I I know that I'm totally undeserving of a woman in my life. That God. But God saw it fit to, to, to put Ashley in my life. <sighs> I 
and for her to be my wife. She is such a blessing to me. She helps my walk every single day. I can't tell her enough. And so, but this is parallel with God's ultimate grace. Not just in my life, but in everyone's life. Everyone's life is just to have a relationship with Christ Jesus. A totally undeserving life, He gives us life. And that is through Christ Jesus. And God sees it fit to make us alive in Christ. Now, I want to look at, um, share with you guys um, Titus verses, uh, chapter 2, verses 11. And hopefully, this is what I, I, I personally see God, the biblical um, sense of God's grace. So, Titus 2, verse 11. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all men. And, I'm not sure if I would just want to read, I kind of just want to read the whole thing, so I'm just, I'm going to read till 15, just because it's it's so amazing. Alright, so I'll start at 11 again. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all men. Instructing us to deny ungodliness and worldly desires and to live sensibly, righteously, and godly in the present age, looking for the blessed hope and the, and the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Christ Jesus, who gave himself for us to redeem us from every lawless deed and to purify for himself a people of his own possession, zealous for good deeds. These things speak and exhort and reprove with all authority. Let no one disregard, disregard you. That, and like again, I say that is definitely the grace um, of God. Now, so, so in verse 8, I know I'm skipping a little bit, but again, this is... Um, for by grace you have been saved. Okay. Sorry. And we have been saved through what? Through faith. And, but faith in what? We receive grace by faith in Jesus Christ. But why, why Jesus Christ? Why JC? Because Jesus Christ is God. Okay. Yes, that's the Christian claim. But it's not just that. Jesus Christ is the mercy of God. Jesus Christ is the love of God. Jesus Christ is the grace of God. And, and Jesus, like everyone should know this, Jesus, Hebrew is Yahshua, which means salvation. So, I don't know how... Oh, I can I know why some people get it wrong, but like it's right there. And uh, so God created us through Christ and saved us through Christ. And and also you can look at it like this: like the only person that can save the world is the only person that created the world. You know, it's 
it's, it's very, very simple. Um, and, and it was all finished on the cross in Calvary. Um, the grace, the love, the mercy, all finished. Done and done, as they say. And so, just to the Christian, I like, it's, sorry, just, uh, just to the Christian, I just say, like, get a grip on who you are in Christ, and like, and what you have in Christ. Um, what God has already done in your life, um, like, salvation is in your life. Um, he made us alive. He made us new. We are new creations. We are born again. We are alive. And you were like we were once uh, unresponsive to God, and now we are just very sensitive to God. You open up your Bible and you look at the words, and you're just like, "Oh wow, that's what it says." And you open up your Bible and the words just literally just fly off the page into reality. And like, you see God's grace, you see God's love, the fellowship that you have, the worship, and it's, it's all there. Like, it really is. Um, so, so there you have the Spirit of God is in your life. Um, and all things just make sense. And as a Christian, you just see the good and you just discern the bad. You realize the meaning of the gospel. You, like, you were blind, but now you, we see. Um, we're living in darkness, and now we live in the light, and we live by the light. Um, and, it's, and you re- just realize that Christ is sufficient. That's, and that's it. It's, um... So, sorry. So, do you do you believe that God raised Jesus from the dead, and in doing so raised you too? Do you see the salvation of God, who is Jesus our Lord? Do you trust? Um, do you trust God of the universe? Uh, that is trusting, that is like trusting God, trusting His Word, that is, that is like the essence of faith right there. Like, and we all have faith, you know? Like, everyone has faith. It doesn't just have to be biblical. Like, you go into McDonald's, you have faith that it's good food. But, no, it's not. But, like, you op- every time you open up a can of Coke, you have faith that it's, like, we have no idea what's in there. Really, but you have faith when you open that can of Coke, hoping you just won't die. You know, and so, and that's it. Everyone has faith, and it's that simple. It's more just, do you trust God? Yes. Do you trust God of the Bible? Yes. Therefore, what comes with God of the Bible? Blessings, heavenly places, heavenly seatings. Um, and it's not so much. It's not so much like. And this will get into a little bit. It's not so much present day blessings or present day like, like oh everything will work out for the good of those who love him. Like, like it's not. That's just not talking about today. That's talking about when we are in our heavenly place. We can look back 
and see that, wow, everything did work out for the good. And, and it's because God loved me. You know, so I just want to share that little thing. And, uh, yeah, and so again, it's just simply believing. And, uh, and so, like, do we take that, that gift of grace by faith? You know, and, and it's a free gift, too. Gifts are free. Um, and that is truly just a miracle. It's a, it's really just a miracle of salvation and a miracle of, um, of God's doing and God's um, just, uh, uh, <laughs> what's awesome is like a couple weeks ago, um, the, the title was, the title of the message was called Predestined Promises. And really, that's, that's it. Like, it's a miracle of just predestined promises. And we just see and just unfolds in our lives. And we just see God working in us and through us. Um, and so, and so um, I just ask, like do, you, like, do we understand how dead we were in verses 1 through 3? Um, but now God has made us alive together with Christ. So when we're when He made us alive together with Christ, God, Christ, when He became alive, we also became alive. That is where our sins were washed as white as snow. That is where we're able to get out of hell for free because a free gift. Um. And, but where does this faith come from? Faith is, just comes from hearing the word of Christ. And, um, and I really pray today that, that He used me to rightfully handle His word of truth. Um, so, and what is this great salvation? You know? And it's... This salvation is that... Um, like... That well, this great salvation that we have in Christ. What is it? Um, salvation is, so it is salvation from sin. It is salvation by love. It is salvation into life, into new life, being born again, as they say. It is a salvation with purpose. It is a salvation through faith, and salvation unto good works. Now. And this is where I go into the future. Um, what are these good works? I also want to read um, verses 9 and 8 again. Um, not as a result of good works, so that no one may boast, but, but we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. Now, it's not... So again, this is talking about the, the future. So it's not present day good works. It's future works. Not works that save, but works that are a result of salvation. Now, I hope you know more than religion here. I hope you know more than just, you know, oh, what does the Bible say? You know, um... Like, I hope you understand this salvation that we have. Um, 
And you may not seem perfect, you may not seem holy, but as Christians, we are, we are getting there um, every day. So just walk with Christ, living by His will, living by His word. Um, we're definitely getting there. God, God is not finished with us yet. Um, we are being just transformed um, from one level of glory to the next. And one day we will hit our target. We'll hit the glory of God. And so to answer some of those questions um, that I said in the beginning, um, let me just read them for you guys. Question one, growing up in a Christian church, Christian home, does it have a greater advantage than someone who didn't? And I, I would uh, strongly say no. Um, but why? Just everyone's advantage, it's God's grace. That's the advantage. And it's equally available to all. And that is just by faith. And that's faith in Christ and what he did and who he said he was. And question two, sorry, I forgot, I should have lost that. Question, question two, how can a supposing loving God have people who do good in hell? Well, we don't reach heaven by things that we do. Um, how good we are, how, how the good deeds we do, or how good of a person you are. Um, and it's and that's not because God doesn't love us it's that we don't truly love him okay and we love ourselves with our vain works and our vain thoughts and we just we just play the victim really and so but how do we reach heaven we reach our heavenly places in Christ Jesus. It's going back. That was back to verse six. Um, who raised us up with Him and seated us with Him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So that is how we receive grace. Now, if you guys all um, would bow with me in prayer as I close. Lord, thank you for this day. Uh, Lord, I just pray that that the people just have uh, just an understanding of your word today. Um, and, uh, and Lord, just help us not to live by the course of this world and to not just indulge ourselves in the system of Satan. Help us know who we are in Christ and what we have in Christ. and um, Help us live in this present day, Lord, and um, just give us the grace that you so beautifully displayed for us in Christ. Just, uh, I ask to uh, help us see our, our future works that are in you, Lord that we can just help display your glory to all. 
that we can just help magnify uh, Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross and just share it with, the pe- share with people, share it with whomever. As Michael said earlier, just, you know, just go around to a stranger and just share. Lord, I, I pray that uh, we leave here today with a change of heart and a change of thought. And, uh, and, and, and possibly even a different view of you, Lord. Um, that you are truly loving and truly grace, gracious and, and merciful and, and, and just awesome. Um, Lord, again, I thank you. I thank you for your, your great word and your great son. In Jesus' name, amen.